Welcome to the Harvest Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that this message will bring healing and encouragement to you. Enjoy this week's message. Thank you. So today, uh, my topic is uh, Mothers, You Are Delightful. And um, happy Mother's Day to all mothers, to all spiritual mothers. And um, for those who are tuning in too, I wish you uh, happy Mother's Day, and to all women as well, all right? Um, you are a spiritual mother in your own way, to your nephew, to your nieces, right? So today my text is on uh, 1 Thessalonians, uh, chapter 5, verse 17 to 18. Verse 17 says, Pray without ceasing, and in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. Shall we pray for a while? Father, I thank you for this day that you have given me such a great opportunity to speak in this church, your words, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will minister to everyone, not only the mothers, grandmothers, but everyone, that your word will make them strong and your word will encourage them. Thank you all. Thank you all in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I'll just um, share with you a poem it says here, Mom, you are a wonderful mother, so gentle and yet so strong. The many ways you show you care always make me feel I belong. You are patient when I'm foolish. You give guidance when I ask. It seems you can do most anything. You are the master of every task. You are a dependable source of comfort. You are my cushion when I fall. You help me in times of trouble. You support me whenever I call. I love you more than you know. You have my total respect. If I had my choice of mothers, you'd be the one I select. So this is for you. This is also for my mom. Right? She's, uh, my mom is old now. And um, let's move on to what I want to share and what I learned as a mother. Number one, mothers make your life a delightful life of prayer. Verse 17, it says, pray without ceasing. What does that mean? That means don't stop praying and pray continuously. Now, I accepted Christ as my Savior at the age of 14. And 48 years now, the Lord has been watching over me, teaching me, protecting me. 48 years Right? He has never failed me yet. And all these years, I have learned that prayer is not an exercise. It is the life. Beware of anything that stops short prayers, spontaneous prayers, emergency prayers, which are directed to God. Keep the childlike habit, childlike habit of short prayers in your heart to God all the time. People will say, oh, you need to progress in prayer. You need to pray you know, more like what the Bible says, you know, and all the spiritual words. In times of emergency, in times when you need God there and then, just say, Lord, help me. Lord, I need you now. There's no need for long prayers. There's a time for long prayers, which if you are a young Christian, you will grow into it. And for older Christians, if you are just not comfortable, just carry on with spontaneous short prayer. Don't let anyone intimidate you on that, all right? Short prayers 
uh, emergency press, God hears too. All right. And um, we cannot spend all our time on our knees, but it is possible to have a prayerful attitude at all times. And I'll share with you some of the prayerful attitudes that we can um, uh, develop in our lives. Okay. A, acknowledge our dependence on God. Parents are saying, don't depend on your children. Children are also saying, don't depend on your parents. But the Bible says our dependence should be on our Lord Jesus Christ. All right? And uh, in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, very familiar verse, you all know it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lead not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your path straight. And uh, here I'm always reminded, don't lean on my own smartness. Don't lean on your own smartness. Mothers, we are all very smart people, right? Yeah, very smart. We know everything. But the Bible says, I'm sorry, don't lean on your own smartness. Submit your smartness to God, all right? And don't lean on your own intelligence. You submit your intelligence to the Lord and you will see how beautiful the Lord will turn everything around. And don't lean on your own courage as well. And sometimes, mothers, I know it all. We know it all, all right? So sometimes we need to submit that. I know it all attitude to God, to the Holy Spirit and say, God, you take over. So this is how we lean on Jesus. We lean on God. All right. And um, I, we have lost uh, two sisters in our prayer group. All right. Uh, we, we have this prayer group uh, on Thursday, every Thursday uh, morning. And, you know, um, this church has been soaked with the prayers of the ladies every Thursday morning. Sometimes we go from house to house, sister. Uh, we have lost Sister Regina. I mean, they've gone home to be with the Lord and Sister Molly last week. So these two lives that I've seen while praying with them, they really acknowledge their dependence on God and I learned so much from them. And they truly live a delightful life of prayer. And uh, especially Sister Molly, she'll never fail you know, uh, to tell the prayer group, I'm traveling next week to Australia, I'm traveling next week. Uh, to US, you know, or I'm going for medical checkup, please pray for me. And we pray for one another, right? We know all their uh, medical appointments. We pray for one another before they go for their checkup. And then we get good reports and we praise God together. So now pandemic is over, we are going to start back the resume the Thursday morning prayer. So uh, do, do come, all right? Keep, uh, uh, look out for the updates. We're going to have nice prayer time together every Thursday morning. It's very, very nice. And then in Proverbs, I share with you another verse. Huh? Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. In their hearts, hum, uh, uh, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. All right? So who establishes your steps? It's God. Okay? You can plan whatever you want for your children, for yourself, for your family, but God will take charge. All right? So we have to submit to Him. And it's a delightful plan, I tell you. It's a delightful plan of God for your life. That brings about a delightful person. And not only for mothers, but for everyone here. Okay? And B, uh, realizing his presence within us. That's in Psalms 139 verse 7. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? And mothers, the quicker you learn about this truth, the quicker you learn about this truth, the easier it is to obey and trust God. 
So dear mothers, I'm talking to you today. Once you get this, pass it on to your loved ones so that they could stand on their own, trusting God for whatever they need. All right? And in uh, Acts 3, uh, uh, verse 19, Therefore repent so that your sins may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So dear mothers, I want to share with you that we need to go to the presence of the Lord for times of refreshing as many times a day as you wish. The Lord has freely given this to us. You know, a mother's role is demanding, is draining, and children saps all your energy. And you are clueless as to who you are at the end of the day. So go to Him in times of refreshing. Go to Him to refresh yourself. Many times we pray, we also talk about things like that. You know, At the end of the day, I don't even know my name, one mother will say. So we need to go to God and say, God, just fill me so that I will sleep well and tomorrow is another day. Right? So, you know, uh, as Pastor always mentioned, with three children, it wasn't easy when they were growing up. I remember one year, I can't remember which year. Thank God I don't remember all these things very well. It's okay. The past is past. <laughs> what we have sowed, what we have sacrificed is gone, right? God will bless. So there was one year, it was a very hectic year. And uh, they had uh, afternoon school, morning school session, tuition classes, music classes, and, I, and, and you know, other uh, activities, activities in the school. So that one year, I went in and out of the house or either from the church office 16 times. The moment I sat down, it's time to go. The moment I sat down, it's time to go. 16 times that year. But actually, if you calculate, uh, 16 times, uh, 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 just that one week in that day. Actually, in a year, it's only 52 weeks. So actually, minusing all the holidays, I only did it like 40 times, you know, so no complaints. Uh. So that, but it was really, really exhausting in the heat, you know, in, the, in the, our weather. But the Lord carried me through. The Lord carried me through, all right? So those were exciting times. <laughs> Raising up children, uh, actually, is quite exciting. Matthew 18.10 says, See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I say to you that there are angels in heaven. Continually see the face of my Father who is in heaven. So do not say that your children don't need to come to church. Don't say that they are too young. Don't say that they don't understand anything. That is despising them. And God is not happy about that. Right? So the scriptures encourages us to bring little ones to Him even at these times of refreshing. And children need the presence of God. We brought our children for prayer meetings, for cell groups, you know, wherever we went in Kotabaru, uh, Tanamera for cell groups, and we travel with them all over Malaysia for camps. We brought them along. They have been to from the north to the south, east, west, but all the 13 states of Malaysia, they have been with us in camps. And um, there's peace. When we come into the presence of God, there's just a, a perfect peace of God in their hearts and in their mind. So you may ask me, why children need peace? They have me as their parent. You know, children are also troubled. They have their own challenges and they are also scared. So sometimes we can't give the kind of peace to them. We can give them God's peace. All right? 
and the children were with their parents when Jesus was teaching, and Jesus touched them, and Jesus hugged them. And I encourage parents to bring your children to church, let Jesus touch them. Right? Physical church for your children is just as important for a delightful life with your children. All right, bring them for meetings. Don't say they are too young. Don't say they don't understand anything. All right, that is despising them. Okay, and um, it's also very good to take your children on mission trip. Right, Pastor and I we tried to, and uh, I know it's a regret that we didn't take them more often. We should have. Okay, and see, determined to obey Him. Right, obey is better than sacrifice. And uh, one could make a thousand sacrifices unto God, work a thousand hours for God's service, or give millions of dollars to his work. But all these sacrifices mean little if there is not a surrendered heart to God, shown by simple obedience. So the best sacrifice we can bring to God is a repentant heart, and our bodies surrendered to his service for obedience. And um, Martin Luther said, I'd rather be obedient than able to work miracles. I just want to share with you the prayer that I always pray. You know, Jesus, I admit that sometimes it's a battle. It's really a battle to fully obey God. So please, Lord, help me to control my emotions, control my fleshly desires and my stubborn heart. And forgive me, Lord, for the times I choose to rebel and choose my own way over yours. May you find delight in my obedience today. In Jesus' name, amen. So these are very simple prayers that I pray and God hears and I just want to share it with you, alright? And Ephesians 6 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this right. Honor your mother and father. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you, that you may live long in the land. And um, I always think about this verse. You know, it's not just meant for children, not just for the 10-year-old below, not just for the 20 years old below, not even, you know, just for the 30 years below. We are in our 60s, and I still have my mother. And what about those of you who are in your 70s who still have your mother? How do you honour your old-age mother? How do I honour my old age mom? How do you honour them at this age in their present state of mental health where some of our parents are having dementia, Alzheimer's sickness, they can't even recognise us? How do you honour them? How do you remember them? One time I was um, on mission trip with Dr John and I, um, I, took, Dr., uh, I took my mom to see Dr John and he advises me and my family. Very good advice. Thank you, Dr. John. You have been such a blessing to me and my family and my mom. So on this mission trip, I said, ah, oh, good. I'm going to have so many hours, you know, in the airport with Dr. John, you know, so I can, you know, actually learn from him and tell him what my mom is going through. And I begin to complain and complain. My mom don't recognize me. I love her so much. I buy her food. The next minute, she said, you didn't buy me food. I took care of her. She said, I don't recognize you. I don't know who you are. So... Dr. John looked at me. One sentence only he said, Lai Fong, when you are old, you pray that you are not like her. Ooh, that really hit me, you know. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Just love her. Just sit there and just be there. Just love her. Don't hold any grudge. Just let go. Just forgive. Just be nice to her. 
You know, there's no communication anymore. My mom is 91 years old. I sit with her, she stare at me, she look at me, and I look at her. I smile at her and she smile at me. That's all. That's all we do. And then sometimes we will say some poems, she'll fill in the blank. Happy New Year, she will say, you know. So these are the things that we do. So I'm glad that I've learned it uh, uh, at this age. And I pray that I will grow all graciously. So my children, don't be... Don't be afraid, huh? Uh, don't worry. <laughs> I will cooperate with you. <laughs> right, the lesson I learned, then we will find it natural to pray frequent. When you pray unceasingly, pray continuously, you pray very often. Very nice. You will always be praying spontaneous prayer, short prayers. A prayerful attitude is not a substitute for regular times of prayer but should be an outgrowth of those times. When you learn to pray always, short prayers, in time you will learn to pray longer prayers at your own time, in your own space. And it's very beautiful, alright? So our prayers and thankfulness should not fluctuate, alright? Uh, number two, mothers make your life a delightful life of thanksgiving. Okay, so in verse 18, in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks for that this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So our prayers and thankfulness should not fluctuate with our circumstances or feelings. Obeying these two commands, pray and uh, give thanks, often go against our natural inclinations, all right? When we make a conscious decision to do what God says, we will begin to see people in a new perspective. We will judge people less, you know, we will comment less. And when we do God's will, we will experience a delightful life. Don't you want a delightful life? Okay, it's uh, stress, uh, 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 not so stressful. Huh? And Paul was not teaching that we should thank God for everything that happens, but in everything. Okay, that's a difference. Evil does not come from God, so we should not thank Him for it. But when evil strikes, we can still be thankful for God's presence and for the good that He will accomplish through the distress. So if a child did something evil, right, the parents should not say, Oh, thank God for this action. He's expressing his feelings. It doesn't add up. All right? So what should parents do? Parents should talk to him about good and evil. Alright? And parents should talk to him about repentance, consequences, and transformation according to his age. Okay? So pray with him, pray for him, and that he, that he may receive correction. And you should have to show him clearly that evil, uh, that the evil that he did is not something that you will approve of. Okay, so it's difficult, but it has to be done. And we did that for all our three children. It was difficult, but you know, the lessons had to be done and the punishment was given. So um, we pray for every child that God will accomplish what he has begun in our children's life. In Philippians 6, 6, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. And this is a beautiful promise. God who began a good work in us, 
continues it throughout our lifetime and will finish it when we meet him face to face. So God's work for us began when Christ died on the cross in our place. His work in us began when we first believed in him. And now the Holy Spirit lives in us, enabling us to be more like Christ every day. And I learned this 48 years ago. My journey is 48 years. And I'm still learning how to pray. I'm still learning to obey God. Okay, my journey is not over, and uh, it's a delightful journey. For those who are, who are just into the kingdom of God, just coming into the faith of Christianity, I encourage you, it's a very delightful journey with Jesus Christ. And uh, do you sometimes feel as though you are not making progress in your spiritual life? When God starts working in your life, He will complete it. That's the promise from the Bible. God will help you grow. This is my last slide. God will help you grow in grace until he has completed his work in your life. So when you are discouraged, when you uh, are really down, you know, things don't work out completely, hopeless, if you feel that way, distressed by your shortcomings, remember God's promise and provision. Don't let your present condition rob you of the joy of knowing Christ or keep you from growing closer to Him. Alright, for this, I end my uh, message for today. I wish all mothers and every woman here Happy Mother's Day.